0: Hey, welcome to uh, Wednesday, the 15th of February. We're over halfway through and uh, mixed bag yesterday. We'll talk about that more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there's only a few things that we can control when it comes to investing. And one of them is how much risk you have in your current portfolio to figure that out. Give us a call. 863-382-382. Zero zero three seven, to go through our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of we got Dave coming up next, oh,
1: the at one o five point seven light f m we've been kind of noodling through the economic reports that came out this morning and uh If you're in the stock market, well, I guess we're back to good news is bad news, right? Well, I got good news this morning. That's great. Let's find out what's going on with your money. With help from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today, halfway through the week, and actually a little bit more than halfway through the month of uh, February. So uh, I wish the markets would just make it look a little bit prettier.
1: It sure would be nice. Oh yeah, I'm looking at my delayed quotes and everything. You told me was happening when he first got on the phone appeared to be doing it uh, for earlier during the earnings season meat of the season when we really had the heavy duty reports coming out 100 and 150 of them a day. We kind of turned the corner in good news generally meant good news to the market because, well, they were figuring that meant guidance from the stocks that they were buying and selling would probably be more positive. Now we're back into our normal mode where I get good news on the economy and the traders on the stock market are saying, oh, shucks, let's sell everything like chiclets. Retail sales this morning, 3% increase over last month. They were expecting only 2%. And that's the biggest increase in the since like 2021 in a single month, pull the automobiles out and their prices are up. We know that. It's still more than double what they expected. 2.3 percent increase in retail sales. Philip, we're spending money like drunken sailors.
0: Yeah, and that's really kind of uh, surprising. To to say the least, you know, uh, coming off of December where retail sales were down and now January, maybe January, everybody's taking advantage of the after Christmas sales. I don't know. But but to see it go up, that that percentage is uh, is incredible. And let's face it, the Federal Reserve is not going to like it.
1: And that's where the good news, bad news thing gets in, because, I mean, okay, our retail sector, at least uh, taking a snapshot in January, was absolutely booming. That's great news for the economy. We're weathering the increases in interest rates, and everything looks really good. But then the Fed says, oh, boy, we're going to have to jerk them up a little bit farther in order to tamp this mess down, because this is exactly what they don't want to see. So good news is bad news, and the market's responding to it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and the, only, the only maybe bright spot is, is that we've got another cycle to happen before the Fed meets. So, so the Fed will see another set of these numbers um, in March, giving them the February numbers. And, and that's our only hope is that those things show some retreating um, that, that will give them some indication that, hey, we're doing good. You know, maybe we don't have to raise interest rates at three quarters of a percent. Maybe we can only do a half a percent because, at, at what I'm seeing right now, I, I wouldn't be shocked at a three quarters percent increase from what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, conventional wisdom right now is kind of baked in just one-quarter percent increases for the next couple of Fed meetings. So if they went back up to those three-quarter percent numbers, I can just imagine what the markets would end up doing. Other reports out this morning pretty much kind of confirming what we had. Uh, The Empire State Manufacturing Index just absolutely tanked last month, and they weren't expecting a lot better. Well, we got a lot better than they expected. They were expecting an index of minus 18. And again, the ingredients for these indexes really aren't relevant because they're always a different formula. But it was minus 18 expected. We ended up only minus 5.8, which means the New York district is doing better than anybody expected it to, which once again, economic activity, Federal Reserve wants to slow it down. That's not what they're looking to see.
0: That's right, Dave. It's not. And so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, with all the numbers we're seeing now, um, it's, uh, you know, there's who knows what's going to happen. I mean, the only thing, like I said, the only hope we have is that uh, the numbers coming in out of February are going to show that, um, you know, that we're heading in the direction the Fed wants us to go before their meeting.
1: It feels so weird cheering for the economy to tank, but that would at the very least calm the Fed down a little bit. Really, about the only thing the interest rate increases seems to have done so far is choke off mortgage applications, and they respond almost immediately because mortgage rates do. I mean, mortgage applications fell by another 7.7 percent last week, and that's about the only indication that we've got, the housing market, that the economy is slowing down with this tight money policy.
0: Yeah, and and I did read something the other day that really showed that even though mortgage rates are going up, it's not having a huge impact on housing prices yet. Um, I mean, they're falling a little bit, but not by as much as you would expect. And then on top of that, uh, I think that what's happening is is there's real estate staying on the market maybe a little bit longer than what it was before. And they may not be getting quite what they wanted for it, but we're only seeing prices drop 3 to 4% right now, and that's not much given that the increase we've seen in interest rates.
1: That's interesting from a national point, because a few weeks ago we were talking about what was going to happen to housing prices, and uh, we both kind of agreed that this market around Highlands County is kind of a little bit of an exception, because we're insulated by the influx from the coasts and from up north uh, against precipitous housing value drops. But, you know, my place is down by about 2.5%, and I'm not overly concerned about that. And if the drops aren't precipitous nationwide it's not even choking off the housing market that badly yet
0: yeah not not yet i mean and and it, it won't take much for that to reverse itself but but at least right now that seems to be the the way things are going
1: anybody that lived through oh eight oh nine knows it takes almost no time for a housing market to crash so it's <laughs> it's a pretty volatile market when things go completely south so we we'll keep our fingers they don't go that way right that's exactly right Absolutely. So we've got economic factors actually looking real good, which means they don't look real good at all for the market itself. What can we do about the issues that are actually reporting? Kraft actually reported this morning. Did they end up giving us anything to be happy about?
0: You know, Kraft. Um, you know, they they didn't. They um, they now their their last quarter report was good. They beat on earnings. They beat on on revenue. But they they gave some numbers. They gave some fiscal year numbers and those are not what analysts expected Uh, they said that they expected that their full year uh, earnings would come in somewhere between two dollars and 67 cents and two dollars and 75 cents a share well the the consensus estimate among analysts was it should come in at 277 and so um, that's got uh, craft heading in the uh negative light right now not not by much it w- it was down by almost 2% earlier now it's down by about 2 tenths of a percent
1: so um actually with with a guidance miss that big projected i would expect it to be a lot worse than that wouldn't you
0: i, I would too uh, but i guess maybe cuz it's a consumer staple and some other things there that uh, maybe that's helping them
1: i don't know who 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 can live without cheese
0: that's right exactly <laughs> and of so the other stuff right you gotta have catch
1: That's it. So, yes. What you got?
0: Um, all right. So we've got some other things coming out here. Let's look at the uh travel a little bit because we talked about that a lot this last week and a half. Um Airbnb reported. And uh their fourth quarter, they beat expectations. Um uh, they reported 48 cents a share on their earnings side versus 25 cents that was expected. So almost double what was expected uh, and revenue came in slightly above expectations, but you got Airbnb, uh, a pretty good winner today, up um, almost 8.7% this morning.
1: Wowzers. I'd, I'd made the observation yesterday. I remain amazed at how, how resilient travel and uh, lodging stocks have been through this period.
0: They have been. And let's just keep with travel for one more. Uh, we have TripAdvisor reported as well. Um, and they came in and beat on revenue and earnings and cash flow for uh for this last quarter and they're trading up nine and a half percent this morning wow yeah i mean travel seems to be doing pretty well i mean um so so that's uh now let's see if we can hold it all the way through the year that may be the key
1: That'll be it. If the guidance holds, it's going to be a good year for those two companies.
0: It will. So the other one that we in Florida are really familiar with, a company called Generac, right? The whole house generator company. Um, And they posted a beat for this last quarter as well um, in in terms of, of earnings per share. Now, their revenue was a little bit less than expected. Uh, but not uh, not hurting them this morning. They're up a little over eight-tenths of a percent. And then we've and they're got... Just,
1: they're just going in from this climate area anyway. They're, they're just going into peak sales season now.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, getting ready for... for I don't think they've had an unpeak sales season since the last hurricane. Um, I think so. Then we had... Uh, um, I'm trying to look here real quick and see which one we've got. Uh, we've got uh, Roblex. Which is the online gaming platform, and uh, they they really had a good quarter. Um, they uh, they were up two percent year over year in revenue, and uh, and their bookings. I guess that's one of the key indicators for them. Their bookings came in at almost nine hundred million, and they were expecting just a little over eight hundred and seventy-five million. Um, And so that's got – Roblox is probably my big winner today, up almost 17.5% this morning.
1: Well, I wish I'd bought them yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'll reset the table here for yesterday's progress. It was an off day on the blue chips and a slight up day on the adventurous stocks. Uh, the Dow was off by 156. The S&P was off by one, but it was, still a, it was still a red day. Over on the NASDAQ side, they actually gained a little over a half a percent, up 68 points yesterday, which kind of defied some expectations, given the fact that we were concerned about inflation. Forty-five minutes before we open, I've been watching my delayed quotes going up and down like a yo-yo, Philip. What are you looking at in real time?
0: I got a lot of red ink today, Dave. As a matter of fact, I can't see any green ink except for the VIX right now. Um, we got the Dow down a third of a percent. The S&P 500 down a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 down a quarter of a percent. So uh, the big loser today is actually the Russell 2000 down nine-tenths of a percent right now. On the other side, the commodity side, we've got silver. Man, it's been really volatile uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. Down 1.4%, $21.57 an ounce. we got gold down almost 1% this morning uh, at $1,847 an ounce. And then crude oil is down almost 1% as well at $78.26 a barrel.
1: I think it's about 75 cents a barrel, less than it was yesterday at this time too. So I like that trend overall. Overseas markets, Europe looked at us from yesterday, or rather the the Asian rim looked at us yesterday and predominantly sold. It wasn't a catastrophic day, but it was definitely red. Europe is kind of interesting. They're evidently looking at our retail sales report and saying, okay, we're doing pretty well. Screw the market. We're just going to trade up because their issues are up by as much as a percent in France halfway through their day today which makes the rules of thumb completely go south on you because they normally follow us, and it makes it even harder to plan a retirement if you're trying to do it on your own. Getting the risk out probably counts for a lot, Philip. How do I get a hold of you to get some control on my retirement?
0: That is exactly why we developed our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730-95.3 FM.
1: And we'll be back here tomorrow morning to try to explain what the government does to us tomorrow because it seems like it's something different every day, doesn't it?
0: It sure does, man. You have a great day.
1: You too, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, Ken, folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.